Hello, hello, and welcome into Dopio. And we are back with the original Dopio duo. I'm Dante. I'm Donnell. And welcome to season two, episode two of Dopio. And we have a jam-packed show for you. Uh, but first, let's catch up a little bit. You, you haven't, you've heard from me, but you haven't heard from uh, Dopio Dad over here. Uh, how are you doing, <laughs> father of mine? I'm doing great. I'm, I like it. Dopey old dad. I like it. I might have to get a t-shirt that on it or something. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, man. Summer's uh, moving right along. Um, got a lot of stuff done around the house. You know, can't really complain. Everyone's relatively healthy. Um, just moving right along, man. I'm just ready to uh, see what's around the next corner. Hopefully, um, you know, things will start getting a little bit better. I'm I'm not as optimistic as I as I should be, but you know, we'll uh we'll address that, you know, throughout the show and, and on future episodes. How about you? Uh, I'm good. I, I'm busy. Uh I like I started that whole um YouTube endeavor back um in the middle of season one. Um and that's kind mm-hmm. of ballooned into its own thing. So um, I didn't want to get too far away from my podcasting roots. Um, so, like, after really establishing all of that, I thought, okay, now is a good time to start season two. Um, so- and, and if, you don't, if you don't mind, can I, can, I, can I take a second and do something real quick? Yeah. I want to uh, step back from, from my computer and uh, do something. I'm going to uh, give you an applause and congratulations. <laughs> I see those sub- subscribers are blowing up on there. And uh, you are to be commended. And, um, and, and, and as a as a as a constant viewer of, of the YouTube videos, I enjoy it. But as your father, I am. And I know you hate this, but I'm saying anyway. I'm extremely proud. Now, continue. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah. So, like, for those of you who are, are uninitiated, do not know. Um, the YouTube channel is Dante Dakara, and um, that translates into Because I'm Dante. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, the vanity is thick in this family. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, no, but I, I've been spending a lot of time with that because I wanted to do more communication and filmmaking. So that, um, you know, it kind of was a perfect fit. Um, because there's some things that I can't do um, in long-form podcasts that I can do in short-form YouTube. Um, so I've been doing right. that. Um, I've been teaching, obviously. Uh, we're back in school. Um, like, right when season one left off, we were, like, back in school in earnest. And we'll talk about some of that later on. Um, and really planning the wedding and house hunting. Um, like, we're looking for a new place in Tokyo proper. So um, that's been taking up my time recently. And... Uh, Hopefully, we're going to have some luck here soon. Got a couple things in the works. I don't want to announce anything and make it and jinx anything. So, we'll just say that uh, things are coming and uh, let's hope they're good things. But uh, I'm just I'm, I'm just happy to be back on, on Dopio and uh, I'm ready to have some tough conversations. Not confrontations, conversations. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, let's get to it. Um, okay. So speaking of good news, speaking of good news, uh, sports is back, basketball is back, uh, baseball is mm-hmm. back. How do you feel about that? I uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'll be honest. Well, I'm 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 going to tell you this. I'm just going to just say this right now. I was uh, I watched the Laker games earlier today, 
It was on at uh, noon Eastern time. And uh, I also watched a basketball game uh, two days ago. I'm not really a big baseball fan, but I've been so sports starved that um, I did uh, fall asleep. I put it on the channel and just kind of went to sleep on, uh, I think it was the Knicks, uh, not the Knicks, um, the uh, the Yankees uh, Brave game. And um, I mean, I, I, I am, I'm glad that it's back, um, but I can understand why some people may have mixed feelings about it uh, in regards to uh, it taking away from, you know, the things that are going on uh, societal-wise and also the, the health issues. But I like the way the NBA is doing it with the bubble. Um, yeah. Bars, you know, Major League Baseball, um, I think there are some concerns with that. You know, um, you know we, we're a big football family. And, um, you know, so that's going to be interesting, you know, but um, I understand, I understand the concerns, but um, I'm such a homer when it comes to uh, basketball and football that, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like sneaking into the kitchen late at night, getting a piece of chocolate cake. You know, I know I shouldn't, but I have to, you know, yeah. I bet I want to. So what's, what's your, what's your take? What's your trepidation with you? Well, I think there's just so many things going on in the world right now um, that I just think that sports should take like a backseat until we figure out what's going on. Um, it's not it's not necessarily a, a Corona thing. Uh, it's more so a you know social a social issue thing. We have you know black people still getting killed in the streets, and I know that we've had that for you know weeks and, weeks and months and years and decades and centuries now. However. Um, we have a real opportunity here and I, I don't want people to get distracted um, you know like the attention span of the American people is so short I mean I think it's like 10 to 30 seconds you know one second we're talking about uh, George Floyd the next second we're talking about uh, Aunt Jemima getting taken off the syrup bottle the next moment we're talking about Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith entanglements like entanglement yeah, like I want y'all to entangle yourselves with social justice and stop trying to distract yourself from what's going on. And I feel like, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, for those of you who listen to me, y'all know I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I feel like all of this is just one big distraction from the matters at hand. And honestly, until uh, until they address black people's rights and, and justice and policing, don't let them have fun. Don't let people be able to be distracted. Don't let people be able to be entertained. Depress them. Anger them. Move them. But I'm not for that entertainment shit. Sorry. Well, I and you know what? I, I agree with you. However, and, and and just bear with me just for a second. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to drag this out. So you're saying that there should be no sports or entertainment. And for the most part, there is. There's no new TV shows. There's no new movies getting the theaters or anything like that. So the only thing that's really new is is athletics, is sports. Uh, so you're saying there should be no sports. But I, I'll challenge you on this. I mean, I agree with, with, with you in theory that we need to focus on social justice and everything. But people, and I'm going to use my hometown, your hometown too, 
Um, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, as an example. People have been protesting since day one in this city. But the attention that it receives is a little less than zero due to the media's ability to black it out and focus on, and, and, and rightfully so, to some degree on the coronavirus. Coronavirus gets 85% of the news. Crime gets another 5%. And then the news, I mean, then the weather gets the other 10. You know, so the media is a lot, it has, has a lot of responsibility in blacking out what's going on societal-wise. So with the sports coming in, and you're saying that we shouldn't have any entertainment, shouldn't have any fun at all. But I would challenge you and say that it's not necessarily just us having fun by watching sports or whatever, but those guys are collecting a paycheck too. You know, the people that are, are working around that arena, they're collecting a paycheck and feeding their families as well. You yeah. know, uh, and even and even though they're millionaires or whatever the case may be, but it's a trickle down effect. You know, the people that the, the guy that's running out there on the floor wiping up the sweat off the floor, he's not a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? So so I can see that the focus needs to be on what's going on in the black community. You know how I feel about that. You know, yeah. I'm the first one that wants to throw the fist up. We had the NFAC here in the city today, and uh they kind of showed out. Um, but that's a story for another day. I agree with you that the focus needs to be on um on social justice however i don't see i don't see it pulling the attention away from um from what needs to be done because the people who are going to fight for social justice aren't going to turn on tv i'm going to turn on espn to uh to watch the game yeah but i feel like we're not we're not we should be targeting the people that are already fighting other people that are fighting like that's what i mean we should be targeting the people that are getting paid um, the millions and bill, uh, billions of dollars from these industries. I'm not talking about the little guy that's wiping up the sweat. I'm talking about the guy that like is collecting and, and writing checks. And that guy. But what, is, what about him wearing the? Uh, but you know, have you seen how LeBron is yeah. the Brianna Taylors, and you got the players that are putting the Brianna on the back of the jersey and, and things of that nature. I mean, it's not like they're, they're turning a blind eye to. Let me let me let me uh, ask you this. Okay. How many times do they mention that during the game? Exactly. They can't exactly. 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 Like like the commentators aren't mentioning that during the game. It's a it's a symbolic it's a symbolic token to It's a symbolic gesture. Right. I get that. I mean like, not and, that. and I'm not I'm not faulting the players. Like, yo, like the game's happening, you're a player, players play. Cool. However, like, if we're talking, like, generally speaking, I think that, like, no one should get to have fun while black people are dying. Until Breonna Taylor's killers, murderers are in jail, no one gets to have cake. Everyone gets to do your homework. Like, you want to have, you want to play games, you want to have fun, do your homework. Like, arrest Breonna Taylor's killers. Like, that, I mean, that's a start. Like, that's a start. Like, right. I can't, I can't, I can't argue with you there, man. As much as I would love to see the Lakers win the championship, you know, even with it, even with an asterisk, I can't argue with you at, at all on that one, man. I, I agree with you. No one gets to eat cake and ice cream until their homework, until the job's done. Exactly. Do first. I get you on that. One. 
so and and that that kind of takes us um into like we're talking about doing your homework and, and things like that like you know america's talking about reopening schools and i and uh you know i i talked about youtube i've addressed what japan is doing and i'll address it again here on the podcast but what do you think about that i mean luckily my uh, siblings on your side aren't of school age anymore so they're not having to deal with that but i i'm sure you will have some opinion about that oh yeah of course of course and i know that you have a, a little sister that that does uh that is school age and yeah. um and i mean and it, it's it's scary you know um gratefully um here in jefferson county and in most places that i have relatives they've elected to start school virtually um i was in the process of looking up what places aren't because uh, I'm sure there are places that, that are insisting, you know, especially since we have a president that's insisting people walk through the doors. And I was uh, in Walmart yesterday and they were in full um, start school mode, you know, with uh, advertising and, and all the products and stuff. Um, but I think it should be virtual. Uh, to go back to your question, what I think about it, I think school needs to, to to start like it finished, you know, last semester. Yeah. I don't think with with the way the country is on the uptick with the virus, all because they were in a rush to regenerate the uh, to generate the economy, um, we're suffering for it now, and I think that we'll suffer greater for it later. I, I truly believe that schools need to slow down. You know, that's why I fear that there will there will not be any college sports, you know, uh, because those, you know, especially with college institutions, you know, there's a lot more physical contact, a lot more, uh, you know, being on a campus, even though a campus could be considered a bubble, um, you know, the gathering of it is it's just too dangerous. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it should be virtual. And I think there's we have an opportunity to, uh, seize upon new ways and new ideas when it comes to teaching and doing it this way. Yeah, I um, I agree to a certain extent. I do agree with you that um, that we should begin how we started or how we ended, uh, I guess, in America. Um, I think this, is, uh, this speaks to a larger issue um, and that's how much value we actually put on the education system and what we value in the education system itself. Um, the, the education system is seen as a way of kind of a, a societal control to ensure the quality of the people that we're putting into society. Forgive me for like giving people a, a lesson on sociology. Go ahead. But, but like we do this not only to teach kids history and things like that. Like we have this understanding that by educating students on like on society in general, math, English, social studies, geology, what have you, that we are creating a a citizenry that is both informed, arguably, and logical, also argu- arguable. Um, but more importantly, we're creating a society uh, that that is dictated by order. So when people talk about sending students back to school, like I, I kind of raise my eyebrow because I wonder what they want from the students. Because are you sending the students to school to get educated for what? 
Um, are you sending them to school to get educated because you need more workers? Okay. Uh, I understand that. I think you're evil, but I, I understand that. Um, are you sending them because you believe that education as an institution is an irreplaceable uh, part of society and they cannot be delayed even at the uh, even even at the risk of killing kids? And I'm sorry, I'm droning on and on and on. I'm about to wrap this up. No, no, no. Or, or the last thing which pisses me off and that's do you view schools as a childcare system and you feel like if kids are in school you can squeeze more blood out of the turnip as far as the parents are concerned they can go back to work more and the kids are away so you don't have to worry about them that's so that's your motivation put, to putting kids in school like now one of those things is great two of those things are bullshit and forgive me for being cynical but I'm thinking I'm thinking the politicians and Betsy DeVos and Donald Trump they're on the side of that old bullshit and that doesn't sit, and that doesn't sit right well you know I, I was I was jotting some things down when you were talking um the first thing came to mind when you started off was brainwashing. Our education mm-hmm. system is, is brainwashing. And then I put an equal sign and um, I wrote the word factory. Um, it's it's a mass production of, of I think you used the word citizenry. Yeah. Uh, uh, a mass production producing a group of citizens that will fall in line and be a certain way. Then I wrote date. Then I wrote daycare, you know, a glorified babysitter. Um, and then I wrote economy. Because in my opinion, the school system is used, at least in the beginning of the year, or the beginning of the school year, is used to to, um, to boost the economy for the third quarter. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that's why this, you know, everyone's wondering, when I'm not, not everyone, but a lot of people are wondering, why is the big push to go back to school? What's the big push? Because he's interested in, politicians are interested in generating the third quarter because the third quarter results come in when? Right before election the election. Time. Right before the election. You know, Damn. so. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said I, I throw a good one out every now and then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so with all that said, you know the education system. I believe the education. I believe education is highly important. But I also believe what's even more important is the way you deploy. It. And I think the way that we've been deploying it over the past X number of decades is 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 is, is corrupt. And it's not serving a a futuristic purpose, you know, and I'll save this for a later episode because I owe you an apology. I went back and listened to some of our previous episodes and um, a lot of my, well, not a lot, a few of my philosophies have changed since uh, we've been on break. Um, Dare I use this word, uh, have become more progressive. uh-oh. And, Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I think that the way we educate our children are, are going against a progressive future. And if this country is to exist 
to continue to exist, we have to become more progressive in the way that we deal with not only education, but in the way we handle our youth. You know, so with that said, I mean, I agree. Yeah, and to give people a note on what we're doing in Japan, um, because I I do speak through that lens. Um, So it's not like we're like staying home. No, we're back in school. But like we're taking a, a number of precautions. I mean, just to walk you through them, like all the students are wearing masks from the moment that they leave their house to the moment that they get to the school and they're still wearing their masks at school. They get their temperature checked upon entry. Um, all of it's logged and cataloged by the school nurse. Their desks are a meter apart on, on every direction. There's circulation in every single room. Um, activities are modified to prevent uh, like unnecessary contact with each other. I mean, we're doing a number of things to protect the students. Not only that, but all the teachers are adhering to the same standards. We're minimizing the amount of travel that we're doing between prefectures. I mean, there's a number of things that the adults and the students are doing to, to make themselves safe. Outside of that, outside of that, the entire community is adhering to these same kinds of standards for the most part. Everyone's wearing a mask. When I say everyone's wearing a mask, I mean, you don't want to be that dummy that walks out without your freaking mask on. Like, I, I forgot my mask uh, a couple days ago. Like I was I was uh, going out to the grocery store. Like I got all the way to the grocery store and like people started looking at me. I was like, damn, I got to go back to this damn place to get my mask. Right. Like, so like, I get it. I get it that it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 but... I'm, you you set me up for the next segue, but I, I yeah I go ahead. You, I want to, but I want to ask you a couple of questions. How many people do y'all have in a classroom? Uh, let's see. Our students. smallest class has thirty students. Our biggest class is thirty-four. Okay, and on average, um, what's the student population in the school? Well, I'm in a junior high school. Uh, this junior high school has. 400 students um regular like and I'll, I'll give you the stats for other schools the elementary schools have seven to eight hundred students the high schools um the high schools have about five or six hundred students as well okay so and the and these high schools and elementary schools they're doing the same thing as your middle school your, your junior high absolutely the, now i will say some high schools they're doing A day, B day schedule. Okay. So they're doing a hybrid of the online classes and going to the school. Okay. Now, just a quick question. Could this, you think this could be employed here in the States? Now, I seen, yes. your, video, I seen your video with the screen and, you know, the mask and, and, and everything. It's pretty much what you just ran down. Um, yeah. So that's, that's basically what I'm asking. Could that be employed here? Yes, it could. If, and this is this is the problem with taking things from Japan and bringing them to America, or rather taking things from anywhere and bringing them to America. It requires the citizenry to actually obey. Okay. Um, and so, but I, I think it could work. Like, don't get me wrong, students will adhere to any rule. Like, because they're students. As long as their parents 
like threaten them with the fear of God. Like, <laughs> yo, if, if I get a call from this teacher, I'm going to beat your ass. If I got to break my ass down, I do it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like then, then of course, and I mean, and sorry for the parents out there that don't beat their kids. Yeah, you will be on pun. You will be on punishment if you if I receive a call from your teacher. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> as long as they have a healthy fear of breaking the rules, the students will adhere. Um, I mean, and those are that's to the students that don't understand that they could die otherwise. Right. So, I think it could work. I really do think it could work. I, and I really hope that, that the teachers are being protected because this is for the students' protection, but also the teachers' protection too. Of course, of course. And you know, and that, and that goes back to what you were saying, you know, when, you, when you're talking about the protection, we, that's what gets us into the mask wearing, everyone wearing the mask. And and what what is so strange to me, you know, me, me and uh, my wife, we're, we were in the store the other day, or we were going into the store, and um, we're putting our mask on before we get out of the vehicle. It's almost habit forming now. Um, and she was saying, he doesn't have a mask on. She just went in there without, they're letting them in without masks. And I'm like, maybe if they don't, you know, if they ain't got a mask on, I said, that's them. You know, and then she just, she looked at me. If looks could kill, you know, y'all be making arrangements right now. Uh, <laughs> and um, and then you know and then I, I caught what I said and then I realized what I said after I said you know it's just I was headed into Walmart hell you know and I so I take on a whole new attitude when that happens so I really just want to get in there and get the hell out but yeah the point of it is the importance of wearing a mask cannot be stressed enough you know because if I have a mask on you know, I'm not just wearing it so I don't get sick. I'm wearing the mask so I don't get anybody else sick. You know, yeah. so that I don't get my my parents who are who are who are creeping towards elderly sick. So I don't give it to someone that you know they may give it to someone and get them sick. My wife is a nurse work who works with el- around elderly patients. You know what I'm saying? So. Heaven forbid I give her something that she takes it and wipes out the whole nursing home. You know what I'm saying? So the importance of wearing a mask is 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 serious. So I don't know why it baffles me that we have these idiots here in America that are you're stomping on my rights for not you know, because I don't want to wear a mask. It should be my freedom, you know, and and I, I don't get that. You know, I mean, it, it, to me, it just it just doesn't make any sense that why wouldn't you want to even if you ain't got like me. Matter of fact, I give you free permission to hate me with all your guts. But why would you not want to wear a mask to protect someone that you do love, that you do care for? You know, I mean, it's in all the medical records, you know, the CDC, the WHO. You know, all you got to do is look at other countries and what they're doing. You know, have we become so elite? that we think that it won't happen to us when it is already happening to us. You know, it just, it doesn't make any sense. But when I hear you talking, you're telling me about people don't leave the house without it. How you ran back to your house to get it, you know? And, but here in America, it's just, you know, some people are like, you know, what the hell? You know, they wanted to hang the governor um, of Kentucky in effigy. Well, hung the governor in effigy for, um, 
even thinking about mandating uh, wearing masks. You know, it's, and it's just crazy. What's your thoughts on required mask raising? Which I already have an idea, but tell me your thoughts on what's going on here in America when it comes to uh, the mask. Man, charging people like Indiana's doing. Like, okay, you want to wear a mask? Cool, six months in prison. About to give you this quarantine work. Like, no, you're like, because that's the thing. People don't really understand the ramification of their actions without consequences. Like, people don't understand the severity of a crime without understanding the consequences of said crime. I'll give you an example. Like, if I said to somebody, fraud's a crime, they would laugh at me. Why? Because how many people do you know getting prosecuted for fraud? Not many, right? Right. However, if I said to you, like, if someone's like, oh, yeah, murder's a crime. Well, yeah, everyone knows murder's a crime. How do you know? Well, because the penalty for murder is death or life in prison. Like, I'll give you two more examples just to, like, make my, my example less extreme. Everyone knows that speeding is a crime, but people speed anyway. Why? Because the penalties for speeding are low. Like, so people speed anyway. They accept the risk of speeding. However, how many people do you know speed in a school zone? Not many. Not many. Why? Because the penalties are doing so are out the ass. <laughs> so, like, it, like, now let's take this back to masks. Why aren't people wearing masks? Well, you said the freedom thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, the Americans' inherent belief that they are the freest people in the world, like... <laughs> like prevents them from understanding that that freedom means responsibility but let's put that aside if there was an actual consequence to not doing it every single time they didn't do it they would do it right because the threat of the coronavirus doesn't actually land on people that don't believe it exists so what we need to do is like and I know Trump ain't gonna do it. So the, the, the state governments and municipalities gonna need to do it. Yo, if I catch you without wearing a mask, you're getting a $200 fine the first time. The second time, you're gonna spend a month in jail. Period. Point blank in the story. Rightfully so. Like, and then we're just gonna and we'll see how free you wanna be. Like, I don't care what you wear on your mask. You could say, make America great again in your mask. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, like, as a matter of fact, I'm surprised Trump ain't doing it. Hey, Trump, listen to me. Put make America great again on a mask and, and that's free advertisement. Like, Son, it's too late. It's too late. I, I live here in Elizabethtown. I've seen the Confederate flag mask. I've seen uh, MAGA mask. I've seen Good. it all. Yeah. Good. Like yeah. I, you know what? Like as much as I hate those symbols, good. Yeah. That means that means the and excuse me, people out there, the most ignorant of us are actually smart enough to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it doesn't. It you know, and I agree. It doesn't matter what you have on your mask. I mean, you can you can have Ren and Stimpy and I don't know Tom and Jay. I don't care. Just put it on. You know, and take off these damn bandanas. You know, take off these damn and, and these um, I call them leggings. They're they're like I don't know what they are. Ah, uh, yeah, you're talking about the tight things, like yeah, the, the like, black sleeves. 
you know, yeah. you know, some that that you see on the Olympics for the, the skiers or uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, put on a mask, man. Quit trying to exert your exert your whatever freedom or right you think you might have, you know. And just, let's just stay alive and get through this thing, you know. Because go ahead. No, and, and I I, I want to expand people's purview of this, if if you don't mind. Please, like, if people want to understand the consequences of America's action, it could be put quite simply. Americans can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere. You no. have a passport. You have a passport, but you are stuck in that country. Like, and for some of you who have never traveled anywhere ever and don't plan to, wow, your life is really great. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I, I really want to caption that with seeped in sarcasm. Yeah. Like, you you need to leave the country because. You need to understand how the world works, but you can't do that now. And the reason why you can't do that is because your collective citizenry, you know, the one that you sent to school and hope that we're educated and sophisticated and, and abide by order and discipline. Yeah, they don't got any of that. All they got, all they got is my rights, my rights and ego, uh, egotistical behavior. Like, so... All of y'all are stuck in America, and this personally pisses me off because I had a wedding. Yeah, I had a wedding in uh, in a few months. I had a few people that I was hoping that were gonna be there. Present oh. company, present company highlighted. Thank you. Yes, I even got a passport. Just matter of fact, I just got it. Didn't so, think I was gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I'm hot, hot, like. Like, and I know that sounds selfish, but guess no. what? Everyone views life through their own perspective. Yeah. And so for the people out there that have the perspective that coronavirus doesn't matter because like, it hasn't affected me, well, let let me affect you then. Like, you're going to be stuck into that in that country full of people that have the disease until you get the disease or until people figure out that they need to wear masks and take care of other people. Hmm. Funny how that works. You know, in, in one of my favorite movies, favorite gangster movies, I have, my favorite movies are categorized. But in one of my favorite good uh, gangster movies, uh, New Jack City, uh, one of the catchphrases was, am I my brother's keeper? And this whole pandemic can be summed up in that question. Am I my brother's keeper? Am I doing what it takes to not only keep myself uh, safe, but keep my brother safe as well? And here in America, we're not. And at the beginning of this, I, I, I mentioned that, you know, we'll talk about this later, but I'm gonna hit and speak on it for a few seconds now. Um, I am not optimistic about the future of this of this pandemic here in this country. You know, we have states like Florida and Arizona. They are buck wild. You know, you know, the beaches are wide open, you know, and it's just and people are going to these places. It ain't like the people in them cities or in them states are doing these things. People are leaving Kentucky and Indiana, Ohio, Nebraska to go to Florida because Florida's open and then they're coming back and then, I mean it doesn't take brain surgery people 
to realize that people are bringing this stuff back to their communities and then it's then it's exploding what do they call them clusters you know stuff that you know i remember watching the movie uh outbreak you know many many moons ago and i'm like man that could never happen here well it's happening here because we got little outbreak monkeys wanting to go down to florida and 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 sit on the beach and then come on back you know am i my brother's keeper am i doing the necessary things to not only keep myself safe but to keep my brother safe keep my neighbor safe keep my mama safe you know what yeah. I'm saying? Are we, are we being our brother's keeper? And in this country, we're not. And yeah, I wanted to go to Japan. I wanted. To, I have never been to Japan, and I wanted to go. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to go see my son get married, my oldest son, my firstborn, get married. And it looks like that might be postponed. You know, and it is unfortunate because I know other people. There are some people who are over there, maybe not in Japan, but in Europe and other countries. You know who want to come home to America? Yeah, it yeah, can't. No, it's true. No, like I'm gonna give you a, a generalized story because I don't know if anybody's been out there. I know someone whose mom died, man. I know someone whose mom died, and they can't come home to bury them. That's ugly, man. That that hurts right there. You can't even say goodbye, man. Yeah, you. Like, like how do you how do you how do you substantiate your selfishness when you see the world the way it is yeah like, and, and see but this has been a long time coming like and th- i'm glad you brought up this topic uh, about being my brother's keeper because it's been a long time coming america has been flirting with this this rugged individualism for a long time mm-hmm. mlk had mlk warned us yeah mlk warned us but this is what happens when everyone thinks that is a bootstrap, pull yourself up by the bootstrap mentality for every part of life. Like, so I understand the capitalistic nature of America. I love capitalism. I think capitalism is the reason why we have the certain things we do. Competition makes people better. I understand that. But capitalism and individualism should not be the modus operandi for humanity. Exactly. Exactly. We are killing ourselves slowly. A slow death. Not only are we killing ourselves, we are isolating ourselves from the world. You know, and we and, and, and we have been doing this for decades now. We have been dumping our chest, you know, egotistically stating that we are the world's superpower. Not one of the superpowers, but the world's superpower. Well, we've just met our kryptonite because we are falling apart at the seams, you know, and it just so happens that we're falling apart at the seams when we have an idiot at the rudder, you know, yeah. and it's not, it's not surprising at all that the world is looking at us and laughing, you know, and it's sad because all we would have, all we have to do, all we have to do is put on a damn mask and do the next right thing. Be your brother's keeper. You know, if I have more, if I have any message, or uh, 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 one message for the week ahead, is be your brother's keeper. You know what I'm saying? Look out for the person that you don't know. You know, yeah. look out for the person in 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 the in, in Walmart or the market or wherever you are. You know, I don't city hot wherever. You know that you don't know because you don't know who's looking out for you. 
You know, yeah. And, and, yeah. So yeah, you're you're right, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna again expand because that's that's generally speaking my role in this uh, these conversations. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm gonna expand things again. You know, one of the things that people love about Japan, one of the reasons why they come here, um, and a lot of people, the reason why they stay here is because like there's this this assumption of safety, um, and I don't think <laughs> I and, and it's funny. Like, I think Japan is safe. I don't think Japan is safe because Japanese people are safe people. I think Japan is safe because everyone is watching for everyone. And because everyone is watching for everyone, no one does anything. Um, now, there there is some belief in, in certain southern communities in, in America that, you know, like the good guy with the gun theory that a good guy with a gun beats a bad guy with a gun. Uh, that theory kind of stands up in certain situations. However, uh, my problem with that theory is that the good guy with the gun has to give a shit about people who don't have a gun. <laughs> and I have not seen that stand up. So if, if, you, if you need more examples of how you can be your brother's keeper besides wearing a mask and I, I can say wear a mask wear a mask wear a mask but this goes beyond that um, we have a society where a political party a political party is dedicated to the idea of no one gets anything unless they quote unquote earn it like this kind of meritocracy and I it's a false meritocracy because yeah. people that are getting stuff aren't earning it themselves. So it's not really a meritocracy. Right. Um, but we're built on this idea that we can like that. Oh, if you're good, you get things. And if you're bad, you don't, um, which it, it creates this mentality in Americans minds that, Oh, he's poor. So he's bad. Oh, yeah. they're on welfare. So they're a bad, so they're bad. Like, and, and this kind of mentality absolves them of being their brother's keeper because they believe that their brother, their brother is being punished for something that he did. Exactly. And with, and with that idea in mind, things will never change because they will always assume, oh, you're poor, you did this to yourself, you need to fix yourself, then you'll be like me. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm my bro- like they think, oh, I am my brother's keeper by being a good example. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Excuse yeah, my French yeah. people. No, Get out of no, here. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. They, they they're being their brother's keeper by looking out for their own, not looking out for everyone. And and I apologize for laughing because when you made when you made that statement about a good guy with a gun trumps the bad guy with a gun, but the good guy doesn't look out for everyone. I just had this vision of my in my head of this guy with a gun shooting the bad guy and all the by, bystanders standing around. You yeah. know, and, that, and that's pretty much how it is, you know, nervous with the trigger, you yeah. know, but uh, yeah, I mean, you hear terms like, pull yourself up from your bootstraps, you know, pull yourself up out of the, that marred clay or whatever. You yeah. know, and but if 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 we if we truly are our brothers keeper, and I agree with you, I'm not I'm not completely against capitalism. I'm against capitalism when it when it becomes predatory. 
Yes. You know, when it when it when it becomes when it's about preying on the I don't want to use the term least among us, but the ones among us that have least. It, thank you, thank you, Bill, for assist right there. Um, I agree with, with with capitalism. However, you know, being my brother's keeper means everybody. It don't mean I'm not saying brother as in the next black man standing next to me. I mean that little old white lady down the street. You know, I mean, I mean the the the, the Asian guy who's who's having trouble backing out because he can't see because his vision's blocked. I get out of my truck and I help him out. Being my brother's keeper means mankind. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't mean um, it doesn't mean your financial situation. You know where you fall on the social economic ladder. You know, it, it means everything. And here in America, we got it twisted. You know, when I was I was listening to the episode yesterday, episode one, and one of the things that y'all were talking about was being from being, military kids, being in the military and traveling makes makes us kind of like different people. Yeah, you know, you know, we 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 deal with diversity. You know, we deal with people from. I mean, from day one, basic training. You know, one of the first fundamental questions we ask the guy next next to us is, "Where are you why'd from? Why'd you join? Yeah, where are you yeah, from? Why'd, why'd you, you join? join? Yeah, and where <laughs> you from? <laughs> you know, I, and I remember asking a guy to the left of me that question. He was from Ohio, and then the other guy on my right was from Nebraska. You know, and these guys were both my buddies throughout basic training. And from completely had completely different reasons for joining, you know. But one was white, one was black. I'm I'm black, but we all got along. Race didn't matter at that point in time, you know. But we became our brother's keeper, and I think those of us who serve can embody that attitude more so than anyone, you know. And and if I'm wrong, I apologize. But I don't think I'm wrong. No, you know? I don't. And, and the military is uh, like, and, and to, again, widen the view of everyone out there, because that's what we're going to be doing. Like, let me mm-hmm. let me stop apologizing for this. Like, yeah, please do. The point of Dopio is for us to wake you guys up to different perspectives, not just politics, but the world. So let me widen y'all eyes a little bit more. Y'all think that you're the only, like civilians, you think you're the only one who's wearing masks? Military members are wearing masks. It is now a part of Air Force instruction. Army, uh, was it A or AR is like, I forget what Army regulation. Oh, Army regulation, excuse me. AR. Army regulation, AR, ARs and FBMs. Yeah. So it's a part of regulations now that you will wear a mask or they're going to get in that ass. Yeah. Like, so, Tighten that ass up. So. I'm telling you right now, when you think that, oh, your freedoms are getting taken away, the people that are fighting for your freedoms, those same people that you celebrate, those same people that you say, oh, you can't kneel because we're, we're they're fighting for your freedom. Those same people that you celebrate, they're doing the things that you're saying are stupid. They're doing the things that you said are lame. They're doing the things that you said are fake. So mm-hmm. don't pick, you gotta choose. So yeah. are these heroes or are these dummies? <laughs> now, some of y'all can say, well, and military members, we, we love to do this. Like, oh, you know, like, like you're dumb because you do this. Cool. Rock with that. But you can't say, you can't put these people on a pedestal, but also at the same time say that they're all idiots. Yeah. Can't put them on a pedestal and then kick the pedestal out from under them. 
they're not yeah. doing what you agree. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna take it one step further. Go ahead. These military members that you guys love so very much, and I love them too. They're my brother and sisters in arms. Same here. Like that y'all love so much, they can't come home. No. Like no leave. Like, yeah. Like think about that. They can't come home because you're dumb ass. Yeah. Yeah. There's a cat, there's a soldier, an airman, a sailor, a marine, somewhere in the world, other than the United States, who had planned, who had been thinking all year, I'm going to put my leave in around October so I can come home for Christmas in December. I know because I used to be that guy. I used to plot back in April when I was going to put my leave in so I can make sure I beat everybody else out so I can go home in December for the month of December. Yeah. But there's a guy who already knows that he ain't going to make it home this year because the United States is quarantined. It's contaminated. He can't go home because he's a GI. He's government issue. And he can't do anything to mess up the quality of the fighting force, which is him. Yeah. Thanks, America. Yeah. And, and this is the thing, like, America is the land of the free. I'll give you that. Like, everyone's supposedly free, right? Like, I, I won't say that black people are free, but okay, we'll say it's the land of the free. Most incarcerated population in the world, but okay, we'll say we're the land of the free. 13th Amendment. Yeah. So, like, if you're the land of the free, that freedom comes with a responsibility. Sure like, does. If you want to say that America is the most powerful nation in the world, militaristically, or mere, excuse me, military-wise, yeah, we absolutely are. Like, but that power comes with responsibility. You can't thump your chest as the big Magilla gorilla in the damn jungle, <laughs> but not take care of the other gorillas around you. Yeah. Like. You can't be the chief if you're not taking care of the Indians. How many other ways can I spell it out for you people? Yeah, even Kong looked out for the people on the island. Yeah. yeah. So. so like what like so again, like it goes back to the basic human the basic human uh rule of taking care of and treating other people how you want to be treated. You don't want people to infect you and infect your family. You don't want people to ignore you and to ignore the the pain and suffering of your family. So why are you doing that to other people? Good and question. Just, just, just curious. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. Um, and uh, we could go on and on about this particular sub- subject. I wanted to hit one more thing. It kind of uh, popped up in the midst of all of this. Um, mm-hmm. but we are still in the middle of an election. Um, oh. And yeah. uh, I wanted to uh, check in um, because I know that a lot of people have been listening since we started discussing the election. Um, and I just kind of want to get your your opinion about what's going on right now. You know, just brief overview of how you feel about things going on right now. Uh, well, again, like I said, I listened to uh, yesterday and uh, I remember... I remember us having a discussion on here uh, 
about lesser of the two evils and uh, you know progressive and you know our debates about Sander and Biden and, and whatnot and again like I said I owe you an apology you know and I guess a proper way to end this uh, this episode would be me apologizing to you because I see what you mean now in regards to uh, the kinship between Trump and Biden um, is tr- is Biden Trump? No. Do I think Biden will will be a better president than Trump? In some regards, yes. But do their interests align? I believe so. You know, um, will they move us in a more progressive um, direction? Will he move us in a more progressive direction? I don't believe so. You know, I'm interested in seeing who he's going to pick for his uh, running mate. Um, that'll be, to me, that'll be sort of the tail of the tape right there. Is he going to put someone who's going to challenge him to do the right thing? Or is he going to pick someone who's going to fall, fall lockstep um, into what he's doing? You know, so, but to answer your question, man, I I, uh, I don't like the way things are headed. I don't believe Trump will be reelected, but I don't know if we'll be that much better off by it. Boom. As Denzel Washington would say. <laughs> and I'm going to step back and, 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 and give the mic room to drop. You know, because you were right. You know, I mean, I don't completely agree with the way you went about being right. Yeah. All disrespectful to your elder generation and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know, mind your elders, man. You know? Yeah. But, you know, I, I have to be, you know, I'm going to be all the way real and I'll try to be at all times. You know, uh, yeah, there's a movement at foot, you know, and if we ain't going to, if we ain't going to insist y'all, we need to move the hell out of the way and let y'all do what y'all do. Yeah. And uh, again, I, I appreciate the apology though. Um, like for me, like the, just the knowledge that you see it is apology enough. Like I don't need the words. Like mm-hmm. and I I've never been like into politics for the sake of vanity. Um, mm-hmm. I always thought, and maybe I'm a purist, but I thought politics, the whole purpose of politics was to help people. Um yeah. and so like whenever I yell and scream about like whatever I yell and scream about, it's cause like deep, deep, deep within me, like I see people in pain. And it bothers me, like on a fundamental level that I, I myself have yet to really understand. Like, I walk around and I see people like dejected and sad, or I see um, people that are disabled and and ignored, and something in my core screams. Like, so for me, whenever like I'm trying to help people like politically, and I'm thinking about politically. Like I, I lose my mind, like because like like I'm so I I'm so about that life of trying to help people that like right. I want everybody to get out of my way, like yeah. and it's and I don't want to compare myself to a superhero, but I kind of think of it like Batman, like the city doesn't want Batman, but Batman's like fuck what you want. <laughs> I ain't never looked at it. Like, I thought you'd great say some poetic shit like. The city doesn't want Batman, but but the but Batman, but the city needs Batman. I thought she, she said, okay, all right, I'll run with that. <laughs> so, 
So, <laughs> so it's like I'm I'm gonna do what I have to do anyway. Like, right. And and sometimes I can get a little crazy. Um, and I I said this on my whole you know uh, my whole confrontational kick. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I can go a little I can go a little crazy with that. Um, but like I mean I mean well, <laughs> people. Like language mm-hmm. aside, I mean well. Like when I say you know fuck what you want, what I'm really saying is I'm trying to give you what you need. Like, and I and I and now I understand what it's like to be a parent. Like, not I'm not a parent yet, but I'm saying things that my parent used to say to me, and I hate it. Like I hate saying it, but it's so true. Yeah, yeah. Naya said that to me the other day. She said I caught myself saying everything that you used to say the other day at work to one of my patients and and i and she said and i almost it made me nauseous i said yeah uh-huh now the now now the student has become the master yeah yeah <laughs> it's no fun it's no fun being on the other side of it your great grandfather used to say ain't no fun when the rabbit got to play exactly exactly so uh, what, but yeah what's, Let's end it on that. Like, I mean, I think this show is about learning, and we're both kind of learning as we go along. And I think, and and for the people out there, I think that if if you're listening to us, then you're interested in learning something. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I would challenge you to learn something new every day. Yeah, you can listen to Dopio. Yeah, you can watch Dante Dakota. You can do all that stuff. Read a book. Talk to somebody new. Like, you need to make it your business to learn something every day because I promise you if you do like waking up every day is going to be a lot easier a lot more fun a lot more interesting I agree uh, I agree you know um, to the to the generation to my generation that's listening stop thinking we know everything because we don't you know we we need to really start listening to uh, to our younger generation to our children and our children's children you know um Let's pay attention. You know, sometimes we think that just because we've lived longer, we know more. Well, it's not that we know more, we just experience a little more. But that doesn't mean that we know more. You know, these cats up under us, they they they're moving to a different vibration than we did. So they coming from a different perspective. Let's give them a little attention. You know, because I learn from my son all the time. Whether I'm in a conversation with him, or I'm watching a video, or I'm just replaying something in my head, and and I admit sometimes it's hard saying, "Yeah, you're right," <laughs> but yeah, there's growth in that, you know. So listen, you know, give him a chance. Listen, have a good week. All right, so I'm going to wrap up on that. Um, So to the people out there, thank you so much for listening. Again, Dopio is about waking you up. Uh, That's what Dopio is, a double shot of espresso. uh, Strong enough to wake you up. And this isn't just a monolith. We're not just one idea. We are many ideas brought to you in concentrated form. And I hope that um, through listening to us, maybe you can expand out to other blends. Uh, I'm Dante. I'm Daniel. And thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Later. Peace.